0: The radically rescued, rescue radically. Would you say that with me? The radically rescued, rescue radically. Say it one more time. That's it. We're starting a new series called Rescued. And see, it's all about the rescue so people can be rescued. Rescued couple summers ago, our family, we went on vacation, went on vacation to East Tennessee, and I love East Tennessee, man. It's beautiful. Went out there, and we had this family, uh, not only family vacation, but, but uh, man, we had this reunion, and, you know, that's where you meet cousins you never knew existed, and aunts that are like, you know, your third cousins, and so, man, we had this reunion. We are having a good time, and one afternoon... We're like, we're going to go to the rock. And the rock is is in this really cold water. It's a big rock. You get the picture. You jump off the rock into the water. Rapids, a couple rapids over here, and you, you have strong currents. And so we go, man. We take our kids. And I remember Jaden. I remember Jaden getting on the rock, and he got on the rock to to jump off, and he was afraid. And we're like, no, 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 you can do it. And every Thing within me wanted to jump with him, but I couldn't, and I couldn't because my arm was in a cast, and that's a whole nother story for another another Sunday. Those of you that were here know what I'm talking about it's so yeah, so uh. So anyways, my arm is in this cast, and I'm wanting to swim. I'm wanting to jump in. This looks like fun. Now I'm a daredevil. I love to do, you know, just fun things. I love whitewater rafting. I I just love to have fun, man. And I'm sitting there, and I'm watching it. I'm watching Jayden. I'm like, you can do this. And so I think Stephanie jumps in with him and jumps in. And and then Jayden Jayden loves it, and and he keeps going. Well, Stephanie had jumped in a couple times. But here was the thing. There's this rock. And there was this current. It was so strong. It would literally just, I mean, just just pull you so fast. And I remember watching and thinking, man, I wish I could go swimming. Man, this would be so much fun. I wonder if my cast would dry. I remember having that thought. I wonder how upset the doctor would be. And um, And so... <laughs> Anyways, I watch Stephanie, and she jumps off, and she starts swimming against this current. This current's very, very strong, and as she's swimming, 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 I see in her eyes the look of like, oh, snap, I'm in trouble, and that's all I needed. That was that was my excuse right there. That was my excuse. I was like, man, and I, I look, and, and I saw that from like, oh, snap, I'm in trouble to I'm in big trouble. She was... Right be, right on the edge, right on the verge of what maybe she felt like drowning. How many of you ever had a bad experience in the water? Would you raise your hand? You yeah, ever had a bad experience? Anyone in here almost drowned? Okay. So you know the fear that comes with that. Are you with me? You know the fear that, that goes with that? So Stephanie is in the water. I see her, and I jump in to rescue my wife. I mean, I wanted to be a hero want to go swimming too. So this was like awesome. It's like, yeah, you know, like cowabunga, me. I jump in the water, bit and I'm swimming, cast on everything, and I, I, I put my arm around her, and I start swimming to the side, and I help her out, and when we get to the side, she's out of breath, and she's shaking a little bit. She looks me in the eyes, and she has tears in her eyes. Um, I was pretty sure there were tears and not just the water at this point, point. and she looks at me, and she says, thank you, and she hugs me. I rescued her. 17 years ago, I rescued rescued her. I rescued her. Yeah. Listen, it is all about the rescue. Would you say that with me? It is all about the rescue. And the radically rescued rescue radically. That's what we do. That's who we are. Now, the next two weeks, I want to take a look at the book of Jonah. Jonah is a story that the truth is, whether you're church or unchurched, Whether this is your first time here at Momentum or whether you've been coming from the beginning, the truth is everybody's pretty much heard about Jonah. I mean, you kind of heard about the story. And a lot of people push back and they're like, come on, get real. Seriously, like a fish swallowed a guy? Like that really happened? Anyone in here scuba dive? I hear there's some big fish out there. In fact, I hear that there are creatures in the ocean that we haven't even seen yet. That's what I hear. Right? And so, so I want you to understand something as we jump into the story of Jonah. The the story of Jonah, I really believe happened. I really believe it happened. Why, why do you believe that Jonah come on. A guy got come, come on, come on. A guy got swallowed by a fish for real. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Why do I believe that? Well, I believe it for a couple reasons. Number one, I believe it because the, the the Bible tells the story. I believe it because Jesus referenced it in Matthew chapter 12, 39 through 41. Jesus tells the story. Jesus gives the details, and he's telling the Pharisees, you're in trouble because Nineveh repented when Jonah preached, and you're in big trouble. And so Jesus referenced it. This was historical, not allegorical. Rabbis viewed this book as historical, not just a fish tale. But whether you believe this story really happened or not, the truth is there are great lessons that we can learn from the book of Jonah. And so I want to go there today. I want to tell you the story of Jonah and how it applies to rescue. Jonah was a prophet. In fact, he was a patriotic prophet, he was a preacher, he was from Israel. His job description, his job description as a prophet was to foretell, prophesy whether Israel would win or not in a fight. So in 2 Kings, 2 Kings, two different times, Jonah spoke up over the nation and said, we're going into battle. We're going to win. And they not only won, they won big. They sound like Donald Trump. And trust me. We will win big. You know, they won big. I mean, huge. And Nineveh Nineveh um, is a place that Jonah now is called to. And he's called to go there and tell him, you're going to lose. So he's from Israel. He is patriotic. He loves his country. And God calls him this place called Nineveh. Now, you have to understand, Nineveh was the capital it was the Assyrian Empire, the capital of the Assyrian Empire. Nineveh was huge. In fact, Nineveh was so huge that they had a wall around their city. Their wall was so high. Imagine a wall where three lanes, three vehicles could drive. They were, they were pretty big. They were pretty bad. They were mean. They, I mean, when they would take over a country, they, they'd take the leader of that country in front of everybody. Man, they would do bad things to that leader. They would put fear, like they, they lived and they thrived off of intimidation. That's what this was. So God, Jonah chapter 1, verse 1, the word of the Lord comes to Jonah, son of Amittai, saying, Go to Nineveh, he says, go to Nineveh and preach against it. Tell him I'm going to destroy him because their wickedness is so great. And so Jonah's like, you want me to do what? Have you, has, has God ever said something to you? You're like, you want me to do what? You ever been reading your Bible? And Jesus like, yeah, yeah, yeah. You've heard you've heard love your neighbor, but I'm saying love your enemies. Pray for your enemies. And you're like, you want me to do what? Yeah, yeah. And, and just before you and I judge Jonah, imagine if the word of God came to you and God said, I want you to get on a plane. I want you to fly from Pensacola to Atlanta and from Atlanta to the Middle East. I want you to gather all the leaders of ISIS. And I want you to meet with them and tell them you're a preacher sent from God. And God is going to wipe them out because of their wickedness. God's like, okay, I'm done. I'm out. You want me to do what? This is the equivalent in Jonah's day. God was calling Jonah to a very dark place, a very place that hated not only God, they hated God's people. And they constantly would attack Israel. And now Jonah is called to go there and to tell them what's going to happen. Jonah really could be, um, it could be entitled the gospel of the second chance. And and here's what I love about Jonah. What I love about Jonah is I can relate, relate to Jonah. Jonah's not this hero calling fire from heaven that I'm like yeah, I'll never do that Jonah ran from God raise your hand if you've ever run from God anyone run was it the McGuire's race yesterday Any, anyone do that Anyone run yesterday? Awesome. I was driving by, and that looked like so much fun, and and I haven't done it yet, and I want to do it and and next year, so it's going to be on my calendar next year. I was like, man, that looks like so much fun. All these runners, they're all excited. They're all getting into it. Listen, here's the truth today. Whether you were at McGuire's yesterday or not, the truth is everyone in this room, you are surrounded by runners, either previous runners (laughs) from before, past runners, or current runners. The truth is Truth is, many of us, in fact, all of us have ran from God. We've ran. And what I love about Jonah is this is a story of grace and mercy. You see, mercy is when I don't get what I deserve. And that's what God was trying to do to Nineveh. And what I love about this Old Testament book is that this shows God's heart for lost people. God has a heart for lost people. And when I say lost people, I'm talking about people that don't know him. People that have never experienced the love, the unconditional love, the relentless love of God. If you've been rescued, raise your hand. If you've experienced the love of God, if you have been given a second and a third and a fourth chance, raise your hand high if you know what I'm talking about. God's heart has always been And will always be to rescue those far from him. And the wickedness was so great in Noah's day. God's like, I had enough. That's it. Flood the whole thing. And the angel said, I just just say it one more time. I just want to make sure I heard you. The whole thing. The whole thing. Save a couple animals. No one is saying, okay, all right, here we go. And so now God, we've already had the flood. And God's like, I'm getting close. Getting ready to tap. I can't take. Much more wickedness. I've had it up to, mom always said, I've had it up to here. And right before he does, he calls his patriotic preaching prophet to go rescue people who are so far from him. They don't even know the difference from their right hand to their left. And what does Jonah do? Jonah does what all of us have done. Jonah runs He runs. Yeah, no, no, no. I'm not going to Nineveh. (laughs) Over 120,000 people. And he doesn't just run. He says, I'm going to go the other way. You see, Nineveh was 500 miles to the northeast. So he goes to this place called Tarshish. Tarshish. That's a great place, right? Southern Spain. And he goes 20. He attempts to go 2,500 miles in the opposite direction. Now, I'm pretty sure my parents growing up called that direct disobedience. You did what? Okay, let's have a talk. Always uh, ended up with bending over. And son, this is going to hurt me worse than it hurts you. (laughs) Okay, dad, I'm not buying. I'm not buying. We all can identify with Jonah. You know why? Because we've all tried to keep God at a comfortable distance. Number two, we've all run from God. We're all runners. We've all said, I'm going to do things my way. And maybe that thought, maybe that belief is the very reason why you've never given your life to Christ. You come, you're like, I like momentum, I like the music, I like the people, but I'm not subscribing to the whole Jesus rescuing me thing. I'm not there yet. And maybe it's because you're stuck on doing things your way. I get that. I think we've all been there. I think we can identify with Jonah because we all run from God for the same reasons. We think we know better than God. And we don't want to miss out on the good stuff. Isn't that the story of Adam and Eve? They're like, no, no, God's holding back. God's keeping us from, number one, we think we know better than God. And we don't want to miss out on the good stuff. Number two, we all run from God for the same reason. Number two, we run because we don't trust him. And number three, because we have confused God with religion, a church, or a bad church experience. And somewhere, whether it was intentionally or unintentionally, somewhere along the line, you said, you know what? Forget it. Forget the church or forget religion. The problem was you had God confused with that. And so by leaving that bad experience, and maybe it was a bad experience. Maybe it was abusive. Maybe it was legalistic. Maybe it wasn't biblical. But by running away from that, what what maybe you did is you just said, okay, I'm out. See you, God. And you ran the other way and you ran hard, and you ran far, but here's what we know. You can try to run from God, but you can never outrun God. You can try to run from God, but you can never outrun God. And what I know about a lot of people here at Momentum, a lot of people that come to Momentum, that's what happened. That's exactly their story. And you think your story is unique. It's not unique. We all have the same story. We run from God because we don't trust him. We run because we, we, we think we know better than him, and we run because we've confused him. But you know what happens when we run? We run to the strangest places. Let me tell you a story of Jonah real fast. So here's the deal. The word of Lord comes to Jonah. Go, Jonah says, or Jonah says, oh, no, 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 I'm not going to uh, go. I'm not going to go. I'm going to go the other way. And so he goes, and he pays a fare to go the opposite direction. And when he pays the fare to go the opposite direction, he, he pays the fare to go the opposite direction. When you go the opposite direction of God, you will always pay the fare. And people that run from God, I'll talk a little bit more about it next week, but people who run from God, they always run to the strangest and most dangerous places. If you were Jonah, what's the worst place you could run? Two, what, what, what's the worst place you could end up if you were Jonah? I'm thinking a boat. That'd be pretty bad if you knew you were running from God. Yeah, yeah, send me out to the deep. That's where I want to be. And so you fast forward the story, and he pays the fare, and then he's sleeping, and they're going out, and he's like, "Whoo! I'm running from God. I'm going to get far from him. And I'm not only running, I'm going to run so far so fast. And he's going, 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 and all of a sudden a storm comes up. God sends the, the wind And the wind is so fierce, it almost breaks the boat in half. And so these sailors are scared to death. It takes a lot to make a sailor scared. They're scared to death. And they're like, man, what in the world's going on? What in the world's going on? And, and they start casting lots like rolling dice. They wake up Jonah. They wake up, and they got questions for him. Who are you? Where'd you come from? What are you doing here? Tell us about your profession. Why? And, and the Bible Tells us that Jonah had already told him he was running from God, but it didn't mess with them because they didn't believe in that God. They had their own gods. Are you with me? But the storm gets so bad, they start crying out to their gods, different gods. Jonah comes over here and he says, Guys, it's my fault, it's my bad. I'm running from God. They're like, Yeah, 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 you told us that. And and he's like, This this, this is all on me. And they're like, Yeah, 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 this is on you. They start throwing the cargo overboard. That was their money, that was the income. That's the very reason why they were doing what they were doing. So they, okay, abandon it all. This ship's going to break in half. And then Jonah finally says, they ask him, what should we do? And Jonah says, I'll tell you what you ought to do. You ought to pick me up and throw me into the waves so I can die. Right? Because that's what happens when you run from God. You die. So they say, no, 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 we're not going to do that. Throw over more cargo. And then it keeps on so much, they're like, yeah, yeah, that was a great idea. We're going to do that. So they pick it up, and they begin to throw him. They throw him over, and as soon as he gets over, the wind and the waves stop. You know what Scripture says? Scripture says that these guys, far from God, began worshiping him. Let's go there. Jonah 1, let's read verse 15. Then the sailors, 1 verse 15, then the sailors picked Jonah up, and they threw him into the, notice the word, Raging sea, and the storm stopped at once. Next verse. The sailors were awestruck by the Lord's great power, and they offered him a sacrifice. What, what, what? what? And they offered him, that's Jonah's God, not their God. And they offered him a sacrifice, and they vowed to serve him. Next verse. Now the Lord had arranged for a great fish to swallow Jonah. Understatement. Look here. God is all about the rescue. Even while Jonah is running, I'm not going there. I'm not going to ISIS. He's running in the opposite direction. God is still unchangeable. He is all about the rescue. He is concerned with the guys in the boat, and he is concerned with Nineveh who hates him. When Jesus died on the cross, two men on either side. And with Jesus' arms stretched and his hands pierced, Jesus was still all about the rescue. And he rescues with his hands nailed and his back up against it. He still is in the business of rescuing. Radically. Rescued people. Rescue people radically. That's what we do. Don't raise your hand. But how many of you in the last 365 days have shared your story, your faith story, your faith journey, your faith in Christ, uh, the before, uh, the Jesus, and the after? Like it's not perfect, but it's forgiven. All of it. In the last year... How many of you have been intentional? Because you always have to be intentional. It doesn't just happen. When was the last time that you were intentional about praying for someone that needs Him? About praying for your neighbors? You see, Easter is around the corner, and here's what I know. I know that CEOs will come out for Easter. Because it's Christmas and Easter only. And they will come. And they'll come, and they'll come to the church, and and they'll come at optimal times. Did you get your invite cards? We believe that this is more than ink and paper. We believe that the Spirit of God, just like the Spirit of God descended like a dove when Jesus was being baptized, we believe that the Spirit of God descends on these things and gives us boldness. And when we invite someone, when we do what we can do, we believe that God does what only God can do. God is the great rescuer. And he uses us to rescue others. In other words, God's not interested in me just going to church. Check. I'm here. Check. I made it three out of four weeks, guys. This is pretty good, right? Check, check, check. Hey, mark that. He missed one. No, no, no. God is interested in the rescue. Now, I want to make this personal. I got to close. I want to make this personal. I have a neighbor. Steph and I have prided, I would say prided, good pride, prided ourselves in always being great neighbors, always being great neighbors. We've had phenomenal neighbors. We still have phenomenal neighbors. We've always had great neighbors. Bob says, if you want friends, you must be friendly. And so you know what? We just try to live by that verse. But in this current house that we're in, which we've been there the whole time we've we've lived here, um, about two years ago, a new neighbor moved into town and and he moved into the house of the One of the greatest neighbors I've ever known. They moved out and in moved this guy. Refund. And I've shared maybe a little bit of this before, but I'll be honest with you. Over time, because of his actions, what I've noticed is that unforgiveness, anger has been a reaction in my heart. To the point that when I look at them sometimes, I would use the word detest. Detest. You're like, yeah, I got a political candidate I'm thinking about. I detest. That word, that's a strong word, detest. I, did, I look at them and I'm like, man, and God says, he needs mercy too. I want to rescue him. Tim, Tim, don't, 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 don't you remember where you were when I rescued you? Don't you remember how far you were from me? Don't you remember how far? When you were trying to outrun me, and I, I didn't allow bad things to happen to you. I allowed bad things to happen to bring you to me, to get you to wake up. Rescue. You see, every one of us here has a neighbor like that, or a coworker like that, or a relative like that, and God is calling you to the rescue. I don't think you heard me. God is calling you to the rescue. I really hope you believe this, because if you really believe this, this will affect your behavior will affect my behavior. You know what I got to do? I got to walk across a cul-de-sac. I knock on a door of someone I really don't care to talk to. And I got to humble myself. And I got to be Jesus with skin on. And for some reason. That I feel God is just man. I, so emotional this morning. I, I feel... Maybe a little bit of what God feels. Maybe just a little drop. But I gotta forget everything he's done, and all the neighbors don't like him. Not sure his wife likes him. Pretty sure his wife doesn't like him. And I gotta be the extension of God's grace and mercy. And he doesn't deserve it. And neither did we. See this thing, Easter's around the corner. And we need you to invite. And and Doug Baldwin's gonna be here. He's gonna be here for the first two gatherings live in Gulf Breeze. And and you know what? We're gonna keep we're gonna keep launching campuses and video or or let me say it this way, live is not better. Reaching my friends for Jesus' best. When we launched Navarre, we believed that was a core belief that life was not better. It's not about me. It's not about you being where where Tim is because it's not about me. It's about Jesus because he is the rescuer. Only Jesus saves and only Jesus changes lives. So I need you to move. I need you to Empty your seat, and I need you to come to a later gathering so people who are far from him, who will come to the most convenient for them. Let this, not, let this Easter not be most convenient for us. May this Easter be about, okay, God, not only am I going to give my seat, but I'm going to serve because I'm all about the rescue. See, if you're not serving, you're swerving. If you're, if, yes, God, I'm going to say this, I'm out. Watch this. The only thing Jesus ever promised that he would build was his church. And I go to the hospitals, I was there Friday. I go to the hospitals, I see great volunteers. Nothing wrong with it. You should volunteer. You should not only volunteer in the church, you ought to volunteer in the community. But listen, there's some people you volunteer in community, you never volunteer in your church, and you're going to get to heaven. And the only thing that Jesus said, I will build my church. You weren't even a part of it. And this is not about the big M. Momentum. This is about the Big C Capital Church. And we, along with other gospel-believing, preaching churches, have the greatest opportunity of the year to see people come and hear and meet Jesus and be rescued and have life change. And I'm asking you to be mature and move out of the way and say, it's not about me because I've been rescued. And radically rescued people. They rescue radically. Would you bow your heads and close your eyes? If you're here. And you say, Tim, I'm running from God. I'm run, like Jonah, I am running from God. I was just going to confess it. in an area or in an area of my life or maybe a couple, I, I'm, I'm running from God, maybe in relationships, maybe in a marriage I wish was over, maybe, maybe in my finances, I, I'm, I'm not going the right direction. I'm running from God. If, if that's you, like I know God, but I'm running from him as one of his sons or daughters. Would you raise your hand? Would you raise your hand? I'm running. I'm running. Raise it. That's right. Raise it up. Be honest. That's right. I see your hands. Raise it up. It's a great time to confess. That's right, just between you and God. All right, here's the good news. You can stop today because you may try to outrun them. You may try to run from them, but you'll never outrun them. Next question I want to ask is this. I'm going to say, Tim, you know what? I'm dedicating today on that the mission of my life will be rescue. I'm going to rescue others. I'm going to let God use me. And it's going to start today, not the day before. It's going to start today, and I'm going to be all about the rescue. Would you raise your hand? Raise your hand. My God, I hope this is everyone in this room. I hope that's really a desire of your heart. If that's a desire of your heart, you ought to get more than two or five or ten invite cards, and you ought to wear yourself out getting the word out. Number three, if you're here and you don't know God's love, you think God's just trying to do bad things to you. No, no, no. God did bad things to his son Jesus so that you and I could go free. Scandalous grace. He took my place. He who knew no sins died for me and became sin for me so I could become free. If you're here and you've never experienced God rescuing you, I get it. We were there once too. And the greatest news today, is that God loves you and he's mighty to save. But, but Tim, you don't know, man, I am so, man, I'm so far from God. Here's the good news. He knows right where you are and he'll meet you right there. He will run towards you because that's what mercy does. If you say, Tim, I just want to say yes to God's love today and all that comes with it. Would you raise your hand simply all over the room? Heads bowed and eyes closed. Spirit of God, give them courage, I pray. Would you say, Tim, I need that. I like, I, don't, I got a lot of questions, a lot of fears. I don't understand everything about the Bible. But, but today, I'm giving my life to Jesus. Today, I'm accepting God's love and all that comes with it. On the count of three, raise your hand. One, two, three. Right now. Would you hold it up? Hold up that hand. I see it. Hold it up. That's right. I see it. I see it. That's right. Hold it up. Hold it up. That's right. I'm so proud of you.